0: no there's another squad attacking welcome to the third party at apex legends podcast hosted by myself shay and joined as always by my co-host henry henry how's it going today
1: it's going really good shay it's good to be back um, first week of the new year
0: yeah first saturday episode of the, yep. of the year how are we feeling this is gonna be a good one i think and uh Yeah, man, getting back in this routine. Just one week off already feels a little weird, but I think we're going to be right back into it, no problem. Um, We got a fun episode, though, today. Today we are fulfilling a Patreon benefit and doing what we will deem the 10 episode, T-E-N-N, the name of a huge contributor to the third-party podcast. And we got some really cool stuff to discuss. Legend concepts, event concepts, PBE concepts, A lot of really cool things that we're going to be talking about today. We'll maybe wrap it up with some questions if time permits. And before we dive into the episode overall, if you want a question answered and on our podcast, ask it in a Discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Twitter at Kirk KirkRudoshay and at HB HBBersen. Most responsive on there more than anywhere else right now. Uh, It's not even close, um, which we try and stay active on the Discord, but us now, well, I think our works have taken over our Discord notifications for the most part. And so it does get kind of hard to keep track of that. <laughs> a
1: lot of the times, it's sadly true. But yeah, let's dive right in. So a little bit of a introduction. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've likely heard of 10. Every single episode, we give 10 a shout out at the end uh, for their amazing support. Our highest tier on Patreon was not only fulfilled by 10 but was conceived by 10. The generosity was something that was even beyond our wildest dreams and it was their idea to even create that level of support. So not only did they do it, but they came up with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like incredible. Um one of the rewards and the benefits of this level of support beyond just, you know, our gratitude and, you know, every episode getting a shout out is a lot of creative control over what we do. And that's really what today's episode is is really curated content by 10. Now, some people, I think a lot of people might even think, wow, that's an amazing benefit, you know, they get to control the podcast. To be honest with you, this is a blessing. Ten's <laughs> is doing our job for us now. So, you know, so much creativity was, was put into this, a lot of hard work. Um, essentially, we'll be going over three individual legend concepts that are fully invented by Ten that are derived from one of their new hobbies, which is anime. And so these three legends are actually characters in an anime production that Ten is producing on his own in his free time, convert it into Apex Legend concepts. So, really cool. I mean, there's so many layers of creativity mm-hmm. and you know, awesome stuff to unpack, but really taking two passions, one for this anime uh, world that they're building, but then also having a crossover with Apex and... These three legend concepts also come with a, you know, LTM event crossover between these two IPs. So there's a lot
0: here, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think
1: that's kind of a proper introduction so that people can stay with us as we go through these. Yeah, it's
0: really cool. And 10, the support is beyond measure, beyond amazing what you've been enabled us to do uh, in terms of, I mean, to be totally truthful, 10 has made it so that, you know, like, I don't have to sit down and edit every podcast anymore. We have an editor now who Gavin, you're awesome. Thank you so much. And you're killing it. Um, but like that kind of support is what has allowed us to continue this podcast, uh, over these years. So I say that after we took a break, Oh my God, we're such slackers, Henry. (laughs) I know. So awkward.
1: We, we never do that, but it was good and we're feeling fresh.
0: Um, We'll just dive right into it. As we learned on last episode, legend concepts take us longer than we were expecting to go through. So we'll get right into this one. And the first legend is Amelia, a support legend. Lore is titled Disclaimer. Amelia would be a permanent addition, but included as a limited time crossover event character. And this will play into what we talk about later with the said crossover event. Um, okay, so... Like, we, like Henry mentioned, lore, background, think about it in the terms of it's coming over from this anime. And so we will connect a little bit more later, but generally speaking, these legends will connect within the anime universe. So recently, Amelia tested her limits with her Venus displacement, but may have overdone it, accidentally moving into a different dimension. Currently unable to return to her correct dimension, she has agreed to participate in the famed Apex Games, raising funds to aid her research into what she calls dimensional displacement with the help of the brightest scientific minds the legends have to offer. Also I got to say I like that you know 10 in this concept has thought of the lore explanation for why these legends are here rather than just saying like hey Darth Vader is now a temporary legend in Apex Legends which is something like we've talked about like oh that'd be cool to do but to actually have a reasonable connection is uh, interesting to me. So to the abilities though passive Oh, God. Reading's hard. I don't think we're going to get that. Beauregard's Blessing. uh, Allies in close proximity to Amelia have their shield and health consumables buffed. Cells and syringes are two for one. Battery and medikit time reduced. Phoenix kits heal completely but maintain a passive healing for five seconds while in proximity of Amelia. We'll go into all the abilities and talk holistically this time. Tactical, Venus Displacement. Amelia uses her displacement ability to quickly blink towards targeted allies. Can be used on down teammates, but not eliminated ones. Cooldown, 6 seconds. In terms of interactions, it has a 2 second activation time and a 1 second arrival animation. Both the activation and arrival are audible to both allies and enemies. Special effects, Amelia will have a bright light around her when activating and will leave behind a trail to her destination. Bloodhound can track the displacement trail. Ultimate, Angel of Venus. Amelia gathers all her strength to pull her squad back to her proximity and will begin reviving any downed allies, max two. Cooldown, 300 seconds to 100%. Interactions, activation takes four seconds. Ult lasts for eight seconds. When activated, both allies are instantly brought to Amelia where she will be frozen in a displaced form but not invincible. Amelia takes 20% reduced damage. Allies will be revived 50% faster to defend Amelia during the ult. Some other effects, Amelia and her allies will be cast in a white aura with trails leading to the source getting brighter, closer to activation. Amelia, Amelia will be brighter than her allies. Additional information, this is like we mentioned, part one of the part four crossover event of the anime. Awesome. And I just want to say, Ten also did preface that he was going to make some OP legends. Uh, so yes. he's going in with that in mind. And I think let's take a second to look at this kit holistically because this is a cracked support legend. But I just want yeah. to say before we talk about abilities outside of them, the thought of the special effects and animations to me is so cool. Like I'm, our, I'm imagining how this character would work and, uh, and would look, and I can just think of how dang awesome it would be in a video game.
1: <laughs> With the Ultimate specifically, you can definitely imagine the anime style look of what that kind of rage mode, yeah. angel yeah. effect would look like. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a really good support legend in terms of like one at a time. The passive is absolutely insane. If you are close to Venus, you have gold armor. Mm-hmm. So that's a plus. And then when it comes to, you know, bats and medkits, being able to pop those faster as well. And then to have some passive healing, I'm kind of imagining. A lifeline drone, Mm -hmm. perhaps, off while you're popping a phoenix. Really, really powerful. You know, these are good abilities that would be defensive, but also offensive. Being able to pop aggressive bats um, in a fight is something that is very, very strong. It makes sense for a support legend. And lifeline, you know, has this to some degree, but this is. A hundred percent for your team. Yeah, I don't think Venus gets any sort of passive for herself. So I think that's kind of an interesting part of that. Yeah,
0: very very interesting. I was going to say like the thought of like okay, we're about to attack. We are maybe right around the corner. Hey, everybody, pop a Phoenix kit, and then we're going to get passive healing for five Mm -hmm. seconds as we push in. It's kind of like an interesting note as well. I also think of the abilities. I think the fast healing is probably the biggest like most OP thing here. And uh, the ult's really strong. But I think healing, like you were kind of saying, the ability to just hit bats quickly in combat is always going to be such a great advantage. I am curious on like, how close in proximity do you have to be for Amelia or to get these effects? Because if you have to truly yeah. be like on top of each other, I think about fighting in combat. And there's just a lot of times I'm not right next to my teammate. And so I wouldn't get said effects. So maybe... It can't actually be used as effectively in combat unless you're really close, and it's more of like a between fights, let's get close, heal up kind of thing, and at that point, I don't think from that lens then it's too much if that makes sense,
1: yeah, which then makes it a little more reminiscent of like Watson's shield regen, yeah. where that's not an in fight ability, yeah. you know that's a in between fights, you know you don't really need to worry about that final cell um. It's really interesting. Extremely support. Tactical, I think this is a pretty interesting one because it supports team play. You, only, you have a, a mobility teleport tech, but you can only use it to get to your teammates. Um, you know, first glance, mm-hmm. six second cooldown, that is unreal. But because it has a full two second activation time, you're not going to be jumping around in a fight yeah. to either of your teammates. Like that activation time is really brutal. So this is kind of like I'm out of the fight. I got to get back into it or I got to catch up yeah. almost yeah. Uh, is my understanding.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I love the, I will also say, we talked about dashes a ton, describing it as mm-hmm. a blink. I immediately think of Overwatch. Um, I think that's closer to the terminology they use. Um, and And that's, I think illustrates how quick it is more than a dash per se, which is really cool. Where it pretty much is a teleport to an extent, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it'd be really freaking cool. Uh, you definitely, like you said, wouldn't be able to bounce back and forth uh, between allies during a fight. But the ability to, like, hey, if two people are fighting on one side and one person's fighting on the other side, and one person's getting like the solo ends up getting pushed by two people, the ability to so quickly change directions and support the other teammate uh, I think could be huge in terms of in combat but like to that point this is a support legend through and through yeah. you are playing to your allies and that's a really cool concept to me yeah I mean the, the
1: favorite legend concept that we did in our recent contest was a support legend with a movement ability and this is one of those mm-hmm. so it, it's pretty pretty great combo Anything to add on the ultimate before we go on to number two?
0: Um, no. I, I think the ultimate overall is really cool, really strong. Like I said, looks great. But I think, yeah, reviving teammates at the same time is a awesome, very powerful thing, especially to be able to kind of teleport them to you or pull them to yeah, you. automatically automatic. automatic like, very powerful. Uh, that's what I'll say. <laughs>
1: All right. Legend number two, Hunter, the retired Merc. Passive here. Going straight into it. The Bandolier. Hunter is able to carry more shotgun ammo than any other legend. Hunter is able to carry three shotgun ammo per stack instead of two. Tactical, Judgment's Edge, Wrist Blade, a plasma blade hidden on the wrist for a close quarters combat takedown, cooldown 12 seconds, interaction has 3 uses, while mid air, hunter will slam the ground applying knockback and dealing 50 damage, sliding will cause a horizontal slice allowing cleave and hit multiple enemies applying a slow and dealing 50 damage. Sprinting will cause Hunter to launch forward, stabbing an enemy for 50, but if the victim impacts a wall, then an extra 25 damage will be dealt. All damage bypasses shields as the blade is able to pass through the protective barrier. Ultimate Judge-Jury-Executioner, Hunter uses his Judge Thermite Shotgun to deal extreme damage. Cooldown takes 35 seconds to charge a single shot, but can hold up to 4 shots at a time. Interaction. The Judge is a unique thermite shotgun capable of dealing 80 physical damage if all shots hit the body, and apply an extra 3 seconds of max thermite burn. Takes time to rechamber another shell as the weapon is crude and needs a cooldown before filing again. 3 second rechamber. Thermite only applies a cloak at close range effects when fired the judge has a unique sound and a large funnel of flame spanning six meters blinding both hunter
0: and anyone in front i i will say like this is not to be the most op legend that we've seen like i think it's aggressive though very cool yeah the tactical very powerful that's what i will say i think the tactical the ability to like in midair, slam the ground, knock people back, deal 50 damage. I don't remember which Call of Duty it was, Henry. Maybe Black Ops 3, but I was thinking of like a, an ability from Black Ops uh, or from COD that allowed you to kind of do like the, the slam, knock back, damage, kill thing. Uh, that's always a favorite, easy to use, very powerful. I love the concept of multiple uses depending on how you interact jump, slide, that kind of thing is really cool to me, but I mean, I think the passive is eh, like I'd be disappointed if this was the passive a legend had for me like shotgun ammo is, is this okay, but Maggie's got a great shotgun passive by comparison I think the ult is freaking cool though like what an interesting concept I was like, oh this is really strong and then we got like you are blinding yourself and the enemy when you fire this. And I just think of the chaos that would cause. That'd be so freaking fun and chaotic, though. And thermites can be so frustrating when you have that burn effect applied to you and there's nothing you can do. And so I do wonder like, how powerful something like this could be in the game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of nuts. I also love the tactical and the versatility of it because I think it'd almost be like Bloodhound in ult. You know, that aggressive... Fast moving ability because even though it's not a movement tech, it seems like you would be able to kind of target enemies and fly at them Mm -hmm. to stab Mm -hmm. them and slash and be all crazy. You know, thinking about passives, something that would make this perhaps better. Would it be broken, Shay, (laughs) if you just said Hunter has unlimited shotgun ammo? Like you don't need to loot it. Whoa, you just have, what a you just have an extra concept. ammo, you have an extra inventory slot with unlimited infinity shotgun
0: ammo. Oh man, I mean, on its own, I don't think it's broken. It's kind of just like, what does it allow you to do? Like, is it broken? then you get more bats, get more bats get more and nades, and like stuff. that kind of frees you up if you are committing to pro- of any of the weapon. Uh ammo types though, it's probably the least broken of all of them because yeah.
1: most people are They'd be running... crazy
0: on like light ammo Yeah, type, exactly. But... but like you're running two stacks of shotgun probably most. So yeah. it's like that's two nades, that's four bats. That'd be kind of cool, honestly. I like that idea.
1: <laughs> I think it could work, and I think it I think is in the spirit of what this passive is because I think 10 was trying to say, you know, how can we free up inventory spot? Well, let's have them carry more shotgun ammo per stack. But I think we just take that to the max and say, you don't need to carry any shotgun ammo um, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a super cool one. I love the sort of like Assassin's Creed movement tactical and then the big Bertha shotgun with the burning effect ultimate.
0: Yeah. That'd be epic. It'd be epic. That's for freaking sure. Um, third legend, though, uh, we got. Codex, the replicant of security sect. So passive codex algorithms. When codex has a line of sight on an enemy, it will begin analyzing one by one for their ability cooldowns. 100 meters for a quick scan up uh, for quick, scan up to 250 max for a slow scan. Tactical codex advancement. Codex uses its librarian drones to form a chain to pull itself directly from point A to B. Unable to swing like Pathfinder, works on all surfaces, and players can be combined with ult. And players can be combined with ult. So we'll get to that in a second. Cooldown is determined by the distance of chain advances in increments of 5 starting from 10 seconds. Henry, think about that math. Interaction. Mm-hmm. A solid chain can be seen easily for most distances, and the sound of a man, many high-pitched hums from small drones can be heard. Ultimate. Sector's Fury. codex summons the power of Sector and launches itself into the air, similar to Octane's pad height, but will enter a hover midway with the ability to shoot and use its tactical. Cooldown equals 220 seconds to get to 100. Interact- interactions. Activation takes 2 seconds and reaches max height in 3 seconds and lasts for 5 seconds, unless canceled by tactical. Codex can use this tactical at max height to quickly propel itself as the chains destinations at the chain's destinations impacting the ground fast and hard, causing an AoE area of damage and can stick to enemies. Impact site equals 100 damage. Area of effect zone equals 75 to 25 depending on distance. Charge up to t- impact takes two seconds. Enemy stuck by the chain will be stunned and forced to look directly at you while you charge towards them at an alarming speed. Effects: Codex Jump Pack will be in constant activated state during the ult, with a loud audio cue to your whereabouts. During charge up, a loud charging sound will emanate from the Codex, but easily uh, but easily found by the direction of the enemy facing. Okay, what do you think of Codex? Awesome. <laughs> um.
1: You know, I, I don't want to jump right into it, but I can't help myself. Tactical and ultimates that work together are so, so fun. Mm-hmm. You know, the simplest version of that is Gibraltar puts down his bubble, tactical, and then ults everybody around it, but, you know, creates an oasis in the middle. This is like, you use the ultimate, and then the tactical supercharges the ultimate to make it an offensive powerhouse yeah. ability. I think that's really, really cool. Definitely getting like attack on Titan vibes yeah, yeah, yeah. of being able to jump up, hover, and then, you know, launch a cable sort of zip. Um, you know, the numbers that you asked about cooldown, it's we don't know exactly the distance to seconds cooldown, but it seems like the minimum cooldown is ten seconds and then it's gonna increase by five seconds as the length of your chain grapple increases. Um, kind of like Pathfinder's cooldown at, at first
0: class. Yeah, Yeah, to an extent.
1: Um, passive ability. Let's speculate a little bit about this one because is this saying that if you get a lock on somebody, you will then get to know the bar of their tactical cooldown well, for like a minute? I
0: think... I think one, you get to know who the legend is, so that's like a good piece mm-hmm. of recon. I think you get to know the ability cooldowns. The tactical is probably not as important as knowing the ult, because you you get to in theory know like does this caustic have an ult? Does this horizon have an ult ready? And that'd be a nice piece of information to know going into combat yeah. if you're 100 meters away from somebody about to push them. Um, so I, I think it's probably more on ult intel is where you get value. And I do wonder, like to your point of if we. Get to continue having that recon for X amount of time or something.
1: I wonder. I'd love to see some sketches of what the UI might look like for this, because with recon passives, it's normally a selfish ability where you would have to use voice chat to communicate it, but if this is something that you could scan and then it would go to your teammates' HUDs as well, then that would really increase the value, but If you're on a mountain scanning multiple teams, like I I feel like it could get really overwhelming. So I'd love to see a sketch of that, but I love the the concept behind it. Yeah,
0: definitely. Overall the three pretty dang cool legends. And I don't think I don't don't think we're in the OP lens. Like maybe there's like some certain abilities, but I think overall, like the kits holistically, they've all had some weaknesses, which Mm -hmm. 10, I know we talked about this a little bit. And you thought you went too hard, and you went too overpowered. I think you, if you were trying to truly go overpowered, you could crank that even more. When Henry and I did personal legends, um, you know, Henry and Shay, if they ever join the Apex games, they're going to be super powered. That's for freaking sure. Uh, so, top of the meta, <laughs> top of hundred um, percent. Yeah. Um, How about let's split up this? So we got now PVE timeline and then like an event LTM to kind of go into. Let's split this up by days. So you go day one, three, and four, and six, and then I'll do seven in the final week if we want to kind of break it down like that. Yeah, for sure. So
1: first three days of this event in a PVE, this is what you'll be doing. Players will aid Amelia to acquire intel on displacement, small changes and s- or small challenges and simple missions will accommodate this time. Day 3, a large displacement anomaly will appear and players will be tasked of investigating it. Upon investigation, Sector AKA Codex will step out from the reality tear and a short battle will ensue. The players lose the battle, but Amelia will attack causing Sector to retreat. After the battle, both Annalise and Hunter will step out and join the team as well so a little introduction of these three legends day 4 through 6 players will begin attacking patrols and convoys to disrupt sector and his plans soon locating its base of operations at lightning rod
0: lightning rod that's the that's the evil spot or the good mm-hmm. spot. I don't know exactly what we're going with. Uh, day seven, Amelia, and Elise, and Hunter are unlocked for playable legends, and will aid players during the assault on the Securi Sect fortress. Players will fight through remodeled Spectres and Prowlers, look more robotic, and fit the design of Sector, and finally reach the landing pad and confront Sector. A massive boss fight ensues, with the players victoriously sending Sector retreating deep into the jungles of Stormpoint. Final week. Codex is now unlockable as a playable legend until the end of the event through the means of completing specific challenges. On the final day, Codex reveals itself as Sector and activates a large displacement device within the fortress, tearing a large rip in reality, allowing its armies to cross over into the Apex uh, universe. Players will defend the fortress from waves of increasing enemies until Watson, Caustic, Horizon, and Amelia can reverse the device. Upon successful defense, players will use Amelia, Annalise, and Hunter to finish off Sector and send it back to reality soon after they bid Legends farewell and return as well. Completion will reward players with an Apex pack, gun skins, and charm with the Bazda upgrades with higher completed difficulty. Classic. Waves, that's your favorite thing. So, what do you think oh, of like the man. PVE element coming back in?
1: <laughs> I hate to say it. But this is such a good page out of the Fortnite book of uh, this is how they do their lore. This is how like they introduce villains and new characters is by adding, you know, NPCs or PVE components into the live battle royale. So you could drop in to a, you know, fixed POI knowing that there's gonna be, you know. AI enemies here you could start a a wave event in game and you'll be attacked and then you can use that to level up your armor get guns but also progress through the story but you're still in a live BR with other players like nothing else changes in the end of the game you know there's only one winner just like any BR so that's my understanding of this I don't think this is a standalone lobby maybe you You see it differently, but I like it. No,
0: I think it's really cool. I think just the concept of like connected story over time in a PvE Mm -hmm. to keep people kind of coming back for a limited event is really interesting. But I do want to throw in it would be so cool if three new legends all became unlockable on the same day to actually play Mm -hmm. in it. Like that'd be just so like crazy and chaotic. We already see how like one legend coming into the game impacts everybody else. But now you'd have three, and oh man, I just—I'm just trying to think about how like how that would go from a content creation standpoint. I think it would be quite crazy to say the least. It'd be like playing a different video game for a little bit.
1: It'd be really exciting, yeah, because you'd have the a whole team yeah. of new legends, yeah, pretty exactly. Much. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be awesome. I think that we've speculated about how would crossovers work, or how could we get different IPs into Apex this is the most extreme situation uh, of what that could look like. And it would be epic. Unquestioned, it would be epic.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, overall, this is such a cool example of what an IP crossover could look like. So, Ten, thank you for taking the time to put the thoughts together in terms of concepts for Legends, abilities, and then actually bringing it into the game in terms of a PvE. This is something so cool that would be great to see with not just like something like 10 stuff, but truly any IP, like think about how you could like that potential marketing partnership opportunity, from my perspective, would be crazy, even if it was like these legends were temporary rather than permanent. Um, So it's a lot of development time, but it could be well worth it for such a cool, cool crossover in theory. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, any other thoughts though overall on any of the legends the event uh, before we wrap things up with just a few questions today?
1: No, thanks so much, Dan. It was really fun. I think everyone probably enjoyed you know how creative those were, and we got to talk about abilities in Apex. so yeah, thanks. that was great. yeah,
0: well said. Um let's wrap things up now. We got two questions coming from Discord that we're gonna end this episode on. The first one which is from Vase Collecta. Will we ever see a cancel-slash-avoid-scan ultimate? For example, a squad in a certain radius will not register on-scan for 15 seconds or something like this. People have asked for this,
1: you know, for more than a year. Um, I feel like Season 6, when Bloodhound was able to scan more and more while in ult, people kind of started getting overwhelmed by a scan meta. Um, My answer is I really hope not, because... Even one legend that is unable to be scanned, I feel like completely destroys Bloodhound and any other scan legend. And I don't personally want that to happen. But if you can't trust a scan to be accurate, then I don't know.
0: It's pretty much done,
1: in my opinion.
0: Cattle's kind of does it. Like to an extent and we thought she was going to do it even more so than she does Um, so it's not like out of the realm of possibility Um, I think a whole team thing is probably too oppressive like if one legend we always have talked about like can crypto maybe ever do like a hack or something for a time being like what if crypto could for 30 seconds essentially disable his drone and then not be able to uh, be scanned essentially. So like you are trading off things uh, for that because it is a very powerful ability. Maybe there's something like that that could be done individually. But I think as a team, I'm with you, and that like I hope we don't truly go down this this road because taking away ability is such a hard thing to do from people and hard counters. But it's, it's maybe it's bound to happen someday with the continued addition of legends and the growth of the game. Yeah, we'll see.
1: There's. It is getting chipped away a little bit. Like Catalyst is an example of that. Barrage also is, you know, counter scanned to some degree, but to have anybody disappear, I think is tough. Yeah. Okay. A direct like invincibility to scan. Yeah, I agree. Last question coming from Jackson. Hey, guys, been listening to the pod for the past year and been loving it. But my question is as you guys live in Washington, do you guys ski or snowboard at all? And if you could pick two legends to be on a desert island with, which would they be?
0: Ooh, interesting question. Well, one to answer your first question, uh, I, of the two of us, I am the snowboarder. Um, I love hitting the mountain. It's been a little too long, kind of been overdue to come back and not go actually at all in 2022, which was the first time that's ever happened. So 2023, maybe that'll be a resolution. I need to get back up to the mountain a little bit more. Um, because, yeah, I just freaking love snowboarding. So, yeah. And Henry's not really a snow guy at all. But he's going next year, this year, now. He's coming with me.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I, I would like to. I've had some bad experiences with cross-country skiing. Um, But I've water skied. I think I'd probably be a, a skier than a snowboarder. But I could be convinced.
0: I love wakeboarding.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's on my list for uh
0: maybe this year, yeah. maybe this 2023. We'll see. We do it in 1 month, February 1st, Shay and Henry hit the mountain vlog snowboarding. Mark your
1: calendars.
0: (laughs) Um, Two legends to be on a deserted island with, though. Who are you going with? I feel like there's a couple options, like, wait lines of thinking you could go. Like, are you trying to have a good time? Are you going to be there for the long run? Are you trying to escape? Like, what's the line of thinking there, I think? (laughs) Is Pathfinder waterproof? Can he turn into a boat? (laughs)
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good options. I feel like Kind of a basic answer. I'm gonna go Gibraltar and Lifeline, mm. and then there's some assumptions. With okay, this. okay, okay, interesting. Gibraltar because good attitude, strong, can build a shelter. You know, hike up a mountain, no problem. And he's got a lot of extra body fat, so he's not gonna have to be eating all the food. So that's just you know, nice to have.
0: Um, now, Lifeline
1: might be an obvious pick, but the reason that I'm picking her is kind of an assumption. And it's Doc. Mm, I don't know how Doc works.
0: Does Doc stay People charged? Get plugged.
1: I don't know. Doc <laughs> is like the most magic thing in Apex. More than a silence, more than Catalyst. Like Doc is able to have a tube come out, you plug it, you gain <laughs> health. So does that mean food, water, uh, strength, like saying. steroids? I don't know. I feel like doc might be the key to ultimate survival. Right? But I don't know.
0: That's a good line of thinking. I'll be funny. And you you got two medics. So if something happens, you got people to take care of you. Unfortunately, Search and rescue. I wasn't fully thinking that way. I did think about like, do you go Pathfinder Rev? And they don't mm-hmm. take any food from you. And so then, like, you, you have two bodies to survive with. Rev's probably maybe not the best guy to hang out with, technically speaking.
1: But you don't want to be a third
0: wheel yeah. with Ash and Pac. Exactly. So, that would just be two. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking escapability and survivability is kind of my line of thinking. So I don't know how much fuel is in Valkyrie's jetpack. Okay. It's a titan. But in the lore video, she it really flew in. So if we ever see a ship or a plane, I know we're going to be able to get a message there. Now, we're not going to be trying to hit up a flare or anything. We're just going to say, team, go up there. And Valk seems like a smart lady. So I think she'll be able to help out, you know, making campfires, all that kind of good stuff. But my second person, I'm going with Horizon. The smartest lady in the island, more than just the island, just the smartest lady around possible. If anybody's going to think of a way to, like, produce clean water or survive on the island, much less escape from the island, I think it's her. Uh, And that gravity lift, I'm sure, is going to be helpful for like, you know, if we need to get Get high ground and get coconuts. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my duo. I think there's a lot of really good options. You can just make a black
1: hole. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Valk, if she doesn't have to carry two teammates, I think she can zoom. Yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. I think she's a jet, yeah. so if she just goes out for help, comes back. That's probably a cheat code.
0: <laughs> I like it. Great question. This is, this is, I always love stuff like this. The apex stuff. That's a little more out of the box. So more questions like this. Always appreciated. That's going to wrap up the podcast though for today. Thank you so much to our producer of the third party 10 who supports us over on Patreon, hit the pulse on Apple, drop us a follow on Spotify and check out the discord. via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.